With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the post-game podcast on the Blood Red channel, bringing you all the big match reaction with views from the press box, the dugout and the stands. Hello and welcome back to the latest edition of the post-game podcast. I'm your host, Edward Kay, and we're coming to you following Liverpool's 5-2 defeat at Anfield in the Champions League in their first leg round of 16 tie against Real Madrid. The Reds went 2-0 up in the tie, but were ultimately unable to stem the tide of Real Madrid goals once the floodgates opened and now leave themselves with a mountain to climb going to the Bernabeu for the return leg. Coming up for you, we'll have Paul Goss' reaction, as well as Jurgen Klopp's press conference, and of course, plenty of fan reaction from the game. The Post Game Podcast on the Blood Red Channel. Champions League participation is hanging by a thread after a 5-2 defeat here against Real Madrid uh, this evening at Anfield. Uh, you heard that right, 5-2. Uh, a remarkable game. In all honesty, Liverpool went 2-0 up inside 14 minutes and then uh, Real Madrid took over with a little bit of fortune with a couple of goals. Um, a strange game, one that uh, was quite almost trademark Liverpool on a big European night. They flew off the traps. Went 1 0 up quite early on with Darwin Nunez's 12th goal of the season. A uh, beautifully arrogant back heel past Thibaut Courtois and Mohamed Salah pounced on uh, a mistake from the Belgian goalkeeper on 14 minutes after he made an absolute hash of trying to clear uh, Danny Carvey Hall's back pass. And uh, a 2 0 looked like Liverpool were in the ascendancy and a, uh, a big kind of revenge mission was uh, was on its way after uh, some of the defeats against the Spanish Giants in recent years. But if there's any team that never really truly ruffled, when they find themselves down early on in the European, uh, a two-legged European tie, it is Carlo Ancelotti's Los Blancos. They are, of course, the uh, 14-time holders of the European Cup. They've won five the last uh, ten. And uh, a 2-0 down never really looked like they were going to be truly knocked out of the stride. Even though Liverpool had started really well and had dominated at times in the first half. Vinicius Junior scored the first with two to make it 2-2 at half-time. He rifled one in. Cop end, first one into the corner past Alisson Becker. It was a lovely strike, to be fair, from the Brazilian winger. But if that was a moment of brilliance from the winger, as uh, equaliser was a shocker moment from Alisson Becker. Uh, Joe Gomez's bobbly back pass was given to uh, to Alisson, and he failed to clear. It hit Vinicius Junior, and uh, the cops sort of held its breath before it eventually bounced in, and it was two-two at half time. It was a cruel moment for for Alisson. Um, you know, we've seen Liverpool uh, on the wrong end of goalkeeping howlers in the past against Real Madrid. Loris Karius, of course, in Kiev. And uh, while he kind of benefited from team, of course, early on in the game, this was another moment for Alisson 
to forget it. 2 2 half time, Edo Militao headed in for 3 2 shortly after the restart. And uh, to be fair to Real Madrid, they really went through the gears in the second half and started to play like the uh, European Cup holders that they are. Uh, Karim Benzema scored two. The first one took a deflection um, from Joe Gomez and then he, he made it 5-2 um, with a wonderfully composed finish after uh, Luka Modric's waltz pass for the Cousin Field. Uh, it's a tough one to take to be perfectly honest. Liverpool played well, uh, really well in the first half, but the second half round was just far too strong for Liverpool. And showed exactly what they're all about. It's still a work in progress for Liverpool. They haven't quite turned the corner yet. Back-to-back -back Premier League wins have got them uh, looking like an outsider for the top four, having them look like it's dead and buried a couple of weeks ago, but they're still in the mix. That looks like it's going to be their, cup, their best route back to the Champions League next season now. They're going to go to Madrid needing a, a miracle, and uh, although we've seen it before for Jürgen Klopp, in European action, of course, Barcelona in 2019 and um, Borussia Dortmund in 2016, but uh, they were both second legs at Anfield, and this one going to the Bernabeu requiring uh, a three-goal swing is going to be a difficult one, uh, particularly at a time when they're not in the greatest of form. It's a tough night for Liverpool. Uh, look, as I say, it looked like they turned the corner with victory against Everton and then Newcastle, and maybe in the Premier League there is something to be said about the progress that has been made in recent days, but in the European Cup here, against the 14-time champions, they've uh, come up uh, far too short. It's finished here at Anfield, Liverpool 2, Real Madrid 5. Game podcast on the Blood Red channel. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24 7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Yeah, I'm I really think everything was pretty obvious. And I think we gave all five goals away. All five means we could have done better there. But they were obviously different. The start in the game and in our situation where we are, it's really important that we... Um, that we see positive steps, and I think the first half was, a, was pretty much, a, besides the two goals we conceded, that the best we played for probably in the whole season. So I like that a lot. The two goals, we have to defend better. Okay, the second goal, we cannot defend better. That's a slapstick, thing. but equalized pretty much our second goal, what we scored. Um, the second goal, we have to, and uh, the first goal we conceded, we have to defend better. There are enough players around, nobody puts a foot in, stuff like this. It's it's very tight and it's just a world-class moment from Vinicius then as well, but I think it's obvious that we can defend them better. Half-time, rather positive, to be honest. So I think, OK, always this happened. Um, we have to play in this and that spaces. Um, if you do that, keep doing that, they will have problems. Um, and let me start with... Uh, you can see the third goal, which is a horrible goal, and today it was pretty much the game changer. I don't say that's now okay, that's a game changer, but it, it was today. Um, we lost um, the momentum in that moment, um, and never got it really back. In the first half, we could have scored a third one. We, we had our moment, so we're a bit unlucky here with the scrappy situation. Um, 
in the six-yard box. And second half, obviously, the game was the game Real Madrid wanted to play. Um, and then both goals, the other goals which they scored, one is deflected, and they are not really well defended, to be honest. We lose the ball in the wrong moment, which is obviously a massive problem against Real Madrid with the counter-attacking threat they have. And that's how it came to the result, and um, um, and that's it. Appreciate there's a lot of football to be played between now and the second leg, but Carlo did say to us that he can't say that the tie is over. How do you feel tonight? I think Carlo thinks the tie is over, and I think it as well in the moment. But in three weeks, so it is in these moments. The closer you get to the game the bigger our chances become and the, the, the lesser likely it is that the tie is over but tonight, tonight with a 5-2 and you see the game and it's like um, oh, uh, they are pretty good in counter-attacking we have to score their three goals so take some risk that could be a bit tricky but it's really not not even in my mind so we go there I can say that now already and try to win the game if that's possible or not I don't know now but uh, that's what we will try and from there we uh, we will see. Just check on Joe as well. It looked like he was holding his hamstring when he came off. Is yeah. That, is there an issue there? We will see. Um, I, yeah. He showed a little bit of sign, but um, then we had um, we just made a decision, and now we will see that he will get checked tomorrow. Hi, Jurgen. Jose Padilla, Defensa Central. Do you think Vinicius is one of the best players in the world? I can't hear it. Should I? Is one okay here when I... He's in English. He's in English. <laughs> <laughs> I thought because you were the headset, I didn't even listen to it. I thought I was waiting for the first thing. Do you think Vinicius now is one of the best players in the world? Vinicius? In the three, yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and Rodrigo? And Rodrigo? Outstanding as well, yeah. Good players. Benzema is not bad as well. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. Tom. Yeah, gonna, are you um, concerned about what a result on a night like this might do to the confidence of the of the team, so, given how the damage? And... I can I can see that people think that understand understandable, but um, that's actually not allowed. So I told the boys directly after the game, so this is uh, different things what happened tonight. There's one result that's exactly opposite of what we wanted. We made mistakes around the goal, yes, as well. But, um, and I said that a couple of times, a defeat is a defeat if you don't learn from it. So, and if you don't learn tonight that the start of the game was outstanding and uh, the way we played, that was us in a nutshell, that was us like we want to be. Um, and that's what we have to keep doing. So if we now allow this one game uh, to be influential, well, we are really silly. Um, and we have a few days uh, where we'll make sure that, we, that we, 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 we take the right things out of this game. Yes, we have to improve third goal massively, first goal massively. Um, and, but we have to take the good things as well. That would be horrible if we don't do that. It's a different game, obviously, at Palace, of course. Um, but anyway, the intensity, the, 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 the effort we showed, the football we played, uh, um, yeah, pretty much everything was, was like we want to see ourselves. And um, so we have to make sure that we keep that. I know 5-2 could be damaging, but 
I hope I can make sure that that's not happening. Can I just ask as well about the uh, No. Yeah, I saw that as well, but most of the time the players didn't slip. So let's take that. So I don't know exactly why the few players slipped. I saw that as well. We will, I will, um, we will um, uh, speak about that. Um, what's what's going on? But it was not overwarded. No. Hi, Jurgen. Uh, do you think that the first half, the way you play the first half, is how you want to play the rest of the season, and how can you go there in short time? How we can do that, Lord? How we can, you know, do that instead of doing that for just 45 minutes, doing that for 90 minutes? Actually, I'm not sure how often you watch us, but we had periods where we played like this, and it's not like you, you, you don't have to defend each opponent with that intensity. Yes, the intensity, yes, but obviously Madrid is one of the best teams in the world, so we, we don't face them, thankfully, every three days. Um, there's things we have to improve, even that period, we could have, we could have been calmer on the ball, we, we, we prepared too much in these moments, but it was really difficult to defend for Madrid, I would say, um, much, much more than they wished for, probably, um, but yes, it, it's, the way we, 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 it's the way we used to play, let me say it like this, in the past. Hi, Jürgen. Uh, Carlo was talking about how you gave them a lot of problems on, the, on their left side at the start of the game. They had to improve on that side where Trent was. I'm just wondering what your assessment of it was. Why was it working at the beginning of the game? And what, what happened? What changed? Nacho came on, huh? Played a super game. I have to say, not, I, 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 I'm, David Alaba is a top, 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 top player. Um, but... I thought tonight we all saw why Nacho is playing since 10 or I don't know how many years for Real Madrid. He played a really, a, a real defensive game. It was not fast too much about offensive moments. You were That's one thing. The other thing is, um, how is that? Um, in, the, in the second half, we were just not as good anymore. So then it was probably easier to defend us then. Last couple, and then the gentleman at the back. Hola Jürgen, Javier Langa para Goal. Finally. Javier Langa para Goal. Eh, ayer Luca Modric dijo que él quería que se mereciera la renovación, que no quería que nadie le regalase nada. Si usted no funciona. Can you hear it? Yeah. Oh, that's very helpful. I could. You have to. Oh no, you can just do it. Pero decía que quería merecerse la renovación y que nadie se la regalase. Si usted tuviera la oportunidad de renovar a Modric para su equipo, ¿le renovaría? You obviously are not too much interested in my problems, so this is not one of my problems. Um, uh, yeah, fantastic player, and I'm pretty sure Carlo and Real Madrid will do the right thing for the right player. Very last one at the back. Please ask me more questions about Real Madrid players. Um, how much of a psychological factor was it? First, um, the the goal just after half time, and also Madrid coming back from two 0 to two one just before half time too. 
I thought we spoke about that already. I, I, um, I really thought that the three-two was at a massive impact. I, I saw that as well. The two-one and the two-two. Not so much. I was not too long to play anymore. But I, 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 my personal feeling was okay. First goal, bad defending, but well done as well. Second goal, slaps the goal. Get over it and, and, and play from there. And then the third goal directly after half time. That was um, we didn't deal particularly well with that. That's true. But um, you never want to concede goals. But I think if you just think about the first half, everybody's impression was wow, that was a really good first half. Even when we conceded two. Um, I really thought our people saw it exactly like that. They were outstanding tonight in a difficult game. And the first half was not so difficult to, to be positive, but even the second half, when it was very difficult to stay positive, they were positive. And I'm really thankful for that. The Post Game Podcast on the Blood Red Channel. Steve Dawson on Liverpool's mauling at Anfield by Real Madrid at 2 0. And what a start that was. I mean, we, we looked as if we'd carried all of that wonderful momentum in terms of yeah, performance, but also results of the last two games into this one and and just continued where we left off. And I remember thinking to myself, will 2-0 be enough? Would I, would I settle for 2-0 now? And the answer to the question I'd posed myself was, yes, I would settle for 2-0 going to the Bernabeu with that lead. I, I certainly fancy our chances. Um, and I remember thinking to myself also, you know, what a, what a game uh, Bajatic is having. Not just a, a young boy holding his own in a bit of a struggling Liverpool squad this season, but now a player who is instrumental in what looks to be a very impressive Liverpool victory in the knockout stages of the Champions League against the holders. He looked so self-assured. And he got a bit crowded out in midfield. Um, It's hard to say that he lost possession, but he he got crowded out, he got outnumbered. And that led to um, an important Real goal. I mean, you got got two... (laughs) At 2-2, you'd seen two absolutely sublime goals one from either side and then two horrific goalkeeping errors certainly not going to lay any well yes you would lay the blame at the feet of Alison Becker but not going to hold it against him he's been our player of the season so far a great goal from Nunez for us marvellous build up I mean a tremendous build up if you haven't had a chance to take a look at the the depth of that build up and the way we knocked the ball around prior to that wonderful touch and see if you can uh, get a hold of it and then it all fell apart didn't it I, I, I would say and I'm clutching at straws I realise but it was an obvious penalty wasn't it when we were 3-2 down I'm pretty sure it was and Nunez got pushed in the back it you know, it didn't look the most violent of challenges, but it was a, a physical challenge that was nowhere near the ball that made all the difference in terms of whether or not Nunez could actually get uh, a touch on it that would test the goalkeeper. And I I cannot see how um, VAR can look at that and not give a penalty. You always understand why the referee misses things first time, but 
big fan of VAR as I am. I don't understand why that isn't a penalty. Having said that, there was a very similar challenge. Uh, I think Trent pushed somebody, possibly Benzema, in the back. It may have been outside the box, but again, that wasn't given either, and that was towards the end of the game. So at least there's consistency <laughs> in poor decision-making. Um, thoroughly exhausted from that. Not Not pleasant to watch. I think... Gomez just shy of what's needed at that level now. And Matip offers something different. I think that's why he was brought on. I don't think it was a punishment for a poor performance from Gomez in the substitution. I think Klopp felt that Matip offers something different because he moves forward with the ball at his feet and that might have just disrupted things, given that we needed a goal or two to stay in this tie. We didn't get those two goals and we're no longer in this tie. I don't see us going to Spain and overhauling a 3-0 lead now, a three-goal lead now. Um, oh, that's a big blow. Big blow. Changed my plans for May. At Galasahi on Twitter, G-U-L-A-S-A-H-I. Game podcast on the Blood Red Channel. A chastening night for Liverpool in the Champions League, in which they were well beaten, comfortably beaten in the end by Real Madrid. And so big a disappointment, I suppose, after the opening 20 minutes of the game, in which Liverpool resembled a lot of what they've been, not only in Europe, but obviously in the domestic league over the last few seasons under Jurgen Klopp. Seemed to be able to put really good pressure on the ball in the final third stop the opposition's build-up and also on the ball be able to progress it really well through the units of the team get their advanced players in really good areas to try and hurt the opposition and I felt it was a waste actually in that period that Liverpool were in favour in front they got into some really good good positions really good areas and ultimately I felt as much as there was a mistake from Courtois I felt that Liverpool were, were so far on top that they, they really could have I know it sounds silly at that stage but got another goal or two in, in that period such as the areas they got themselves in. But when you get yourself in them kinds of positions, 2-0 up against a team who have world-class operators in, what you can't do is allow them back in the game. And once Vinicius gets it in that, that left-hand side channel of the penalty area, you can't allow him onto a stronger right foot, especially when you're in a scenario where he hasn't isolated you 1v1. You've got strength in numbers. You've got the ability to try and pressurise the ball and take that extra couple of steps to be able to block the shot. And unfortunately, when you're, working with a, you know, you're dealing with a world-class operator like Vinicius, the best player in his position over the last year and a half on that left-hand side, you've got to try and do that, especially knowing your player's on his stronger foot. And for me, Joe Gomez just hasn't got there quickly enough. And they're the small details. All of a sudden, Real Madrid are back in the game. Liverpool have that anxiety because of how they've probably played this season. The psychology of it changes and then obviously the goalkeeper makes a really poor mistake again, I must say. Not the greatest back pass by Joe Gomez, but obviously a really poor poor error by Alisson. But there the, the can't be anything said about that, as I mentioned on the last podcast. But absolutely brilliant for Liverpool. And if he wasn't playing and he wasn't the goalkeeper for Liverpool this season, God, God knows where Liverpool would be in the, in the Premier League, definitely. So going into the second half, massive deflation at 2-2, but still Liverpool had shown that they were a, a team capable of, of hating Real Madrid, of dominating in that early stage. However, again, decision-making, 
Gomez, Vinicius goes on the outside of Alexander-Arnold, is going to the byline, no danger whatsoever. And Joe Gomez is impetuous, rash, anything you want to call him. You cannot do that against world-class players again and give dead ball situations to players who are so adept at them kinds of scenarios. Obviously, Liverpool's marking in the penalty area is not nowhere near good enough when Modric floats the ball in. And again, I mentioned this a couple of weeks ago, but one of the standouts or shining lights of Liverpool's season was they weren't conceding from set plays, and now even that's gone. Liverpool are shipping goals from these dead ball areas, and again, a little bit of movement, and Liverpool are suddenly behind. And from that moment, I think I used the word chasing them before, but it was a, it was a hard watch to see Liverpool against the team who was so much better. Obviously, Real Madrid changed in the second half. They pushed one of their players into the forward line and jump into the forward line to pressure Liverpool in their build-up. And as we've seen throughout the season for Liverpool, any time that Liverpool face organised pressure in their build-up from deeper areas, there is a real problem. Liverpool will give you the ball. Liverpool will expand the game by the positions of the players on the field and being really vulnerable counter-attacking sorry, really vulnerable positions to be counter-attacked. A shrewd tactical change by Real Madrid, a team who will give you the opportunity to play and did do in the first half. Ancelotti, as much as he's a fantastic manager, at times that elite level of coaching detail in terms of stopping opposition is just a, a couple of inches short on, on the absolute best. And I'm only talking the absolute best. But he, he, he changed it in the second half, identified that Liverpool would struggle with the, that additional pressure. Liverpool, I can't remember making any inroads into the final third in that second half. It was really painful to see the level of, of difference between the two teams. I mean, not only could Liverpool not progress the ball into the final third, I mean, Courtois was literally a spectator, but Liverpool couldn't lay a glove on Real Madrid. They couldn't get close to them, they couldn't apply any pressure. And it was it was it was watching a, a a very much inferior team in terms of levels, and again, when we talk about the the details within the game, when you are already a team who have had a, a difficult season, at a team who are technically are inferior to the opposition, then what you can't do is give them inroads back into the game and roots back into the game by individual errors, and I think what through Klopp's tenure, what Liverpool have found is that they've Obviously, by signing better players and the level of coaching that they've had at the club, they have been in a position where individual errors have become less and less. But too often now, especially this season, Liverpool are finding them individual errors, causing them severe problems at key moments in games. And I look at, you know, and you don't want to single players out, and it isn't for that. Liverpool, you know, lost today because they were second best. But at key moments in the game, Joe Gomez made key errors, and he's been, been a great player for Liverpool. But he has had severe problems since he's come back from that long-standing injury. And Liverpool just simply at this moment in time can't afford to have players who are uh, uh, that big of risks to them in the decision-making. And unfortunately, it's cost them tonight. And I just looked at Liverpool tonight and you're seeing Stefan Bajcetis playing. And I haven't mentioned him in the podcast since he's come into the Liverpool team. And that's not because I don't give him great credit and... and you know, it's done absolutely magnificently at 18 years of old, years of age to come into Liverpool's team and do really well. But the reality of his performances is they've just been good. When you when you compare them to, let's say, you know, a more experienced player were playing in that role, he's done really well. You know, I, I would describe the level of his performances as good to, to in a couple of games, maybe very good. But it's not at the elite level. 
he's not an elite player in that central midfield position. I mean, twice today, two goals have originated from him giving the ball away. Now, that's no slight on him. He's a player who's who's being entrusted in Liverpool's midfield and it shows, rather than being a criticism of his, it shows where Liverpool are at at this moment when you consider Wijnaldum, Thiago, these players who are, you know, have been world-class operators within their positions and Liverpool have had Stefan Bajetic playing in there and doing really well as a young player but the reality of the matter is you're playing against Real Madrid and it just shows to me where Liverpool currently are and again, as much as Klopp has, has built a team of fantastic players Klopp has, and, and some world-class players within his side Klopp's biggest strength as a manager has been able to make the team more than the sum of its parts extract the maximum from everyone within that starting lineup, have patterns of play with the ball and patterns of play without the ball, which means that it prevents the opposition from hating them very often and also gives Liverpool the best platform to arrive in the most dangerous areas accumulatively as many times as they, they, they would want in a game to be able to come out on the right side of the results. But Liverpool are not able to do that at this moment in time. And... and Looking at Liverpool today and the ease in which Real Madrid were able to move the ball, it just you'd almost picture where Liverpool were in that Champions League final as the dominant side for me in the Champions League final. Again, able to extract pressure, able to manoeuvre the ball out and through the units of the team, and but for the goalkeeper, should have really came out on the wrong, the right side of the results. And I think forgetting about you know the individual regressions of some of the players. What my biggest concern is watching that tonight and seeing the outcome, especially that second half, and what I've witnessed throughout the season is the regression of the actual structure of the team, both with and without the ball, because Liverpool can have players who aren't playing at the maximum, playing at a lower level than they have done previously, maybe past the physical peak. But that structure, I've mentioned this before, Fabinho's never been able to run, he's never been a great athlete, neither has Thiago. However, when you watch them play for Liverpool this season, they're having to cover far too much ground. The, the distances aren't right. The structure is not right in the team. And that is the biggest worry for me because Liverpool can can buy players who can have different profiles, maybe more suitable profiles to what's gone on in the past. But there has to be a concern how the wheels have fell off. And when you watched Liverpool today, when one thing went wrong the whole structure went wrong and there was no reaction or no way that Liverpool were able to change the momentum of the game from that point. So, yeah, listen, it's going to be an hard watch the second half. It's the second leg, sorry. And let's be clear about this. I haven't seen anything from Liverpool this season that suggests to me they're going to be playing Champions League football anytime soon. You've been listening to the Post Game Podcast on the Blood Red Channel.